everyone. Welcome to the Life in Balance podcast, where we hold space for each other in this crazy world. We can share ideas on how to find balance in one's life through yoga and all that comes with it. I'm Steph, and I'm here with Nicole. Hi, Nicole. Hey, Steph. Welcome back. Thank you. Our fourth episode. Wow. <laughs> I know. Good for us. I know, right? <laughs> Today, we're going to talk a little bit about um, the concepts of setting intentions, um, and we're just going to have a discussion, sort of riffing off this idea where, um, you know, a lot of a lot of yoga classes and a lot of yoga practices come back to this whole idea of setting intentions. So maybe we can talk a little bit about what the, exactly an intention is, what that means, what it looks like to both you and I, and how it is integrated into our, our practice, certainly, but also integrated into our life. I think you and I both can agree that we sort of use this concept of intention, um, obviously, on and off the mat. Um, so, yeah, that's that's sort of our subject for today. I love it. Let's dive in. So the first thing that's coming up for me when I think about what an intention is and how it's useful or how I apply it in my own life, I feel more like an intention is around... Um, a desired feeling state as opposed to wanting something in particular. You know what I mean? So it's less Absolutely. like, oh, I intend to go for a run today and more like, you know, I intend to feel energized or move my body or it's subtle, but I feel like it starts with a feeling more than a to-do list item. Absolutely. Yeah, it's definitely not, it's definitely I mean, not that it can't be material um, f- kind of focus, but I definitely think it's more, you're right, it's more of a feeling. It's more of um, something you want to manifest in the world coming from um, something a little bit more profound than simply wanting to go for a run or intending to, you know, make a new recipe, for example. And now that those can't be great goals, and I'm air quoting even though you can't see me, um, <laughs> intentions are something a little bit more coming a little bit from, from, from a deeper place. And also something that to me feels a little bit more long in the sense of it's not something that's the one day uh, or one hour um, manifestation of something that you're sort of working towards or looking for. I think it's something that maybe is a more of a progressive state. What would you think? Yeah. Yeah. So like, rather than, rather than like, a short term, like, oh, I've achieved my intention. It's kind of a, it's of an ingrained uh, essence without sounding, without wanting to sound too like woo woo about it, but (laughs) here we go. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I feel like if, if I'm, if I'm coming up with an intention, I can't just think about it on its own. Do you know what I mean? Like I can't, it doesn't really pop up like an idea. It's something that I have to contemplate a little bit because you have to drop into more of that, that feeling space rather than the analytical thinking space. Yeah, actually I was just going to ask you, um, and you almost answered my question, but how do you, when you approach intention setting, or if you were going to describe to, you know, when, when your students, how do you set an intention? Why do you send an intention? How would you, how would you you know, instruct that person? Hmm. That's such a good question because I remember in the early, early days of my yoga practice, which I talked about um, in the the second episode, 
I would go to yoga classes and yeah, teachers, a lot of teachers would open class with that, like pick your intention. And it, <laughs> it really kind of rubbed me the wrong way, to be honest. I think, and I, I think part of what it was, was I didn't really know what they meant by that because I had never really heard about this word of intention anywhere else necessarily. I can't, I can't think of an example where I would have learned about intentions in school or what it, where, you know, my boss would have told me to make an intention for my job. So I, you know, I would I would hear this uh, teacher at the front of the room say, what's your intention for your time on your mat today? And I was like, I don't know. I'm just here to do yoga. Like, <laughs> <laughs> why are you talking with that little voice? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, just like, let's just get on with it. Right. Um, <laughs> so I think part of I think there's that there's that element because it is it is different. It's, it's a different way of approaching um, being in in. A day or a moment or a, a lifetime. And so I think if I were to describe it to someone, if I'm that teacher, and I don't tend to actually cue this at the beginning of class, sometimes I do. Um, and it depends on the theme of uh, the class that I'm teaching. I find it really helpful in meditations like Yoga Nidra. Like uh, for those of you who, who have ever done Yoga Nidra, when you come up with a sankalpa, it's, it's like an intention. And it's this feeling that you already know to be true for yourself. And it's almost like your practice is about remembering that truth as opposed to creating something that was never there in the first place. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if I'm thinking about what an intention is and I, to me, an intention means a feeling that I wish to um, cultivate more of or connect in with. Um, it's about noticing what I need Again, not like materially need, but where I might be feeling depleted. What's what? What uh, do I want to to feel more of? Um, and starting it from there. And I think too, probably what what happened in the yoga classes where I would hear the teacher say, "Come up with an intention," and I would roll my eyes with my eyes closed. <laughs> <laughs> um, was I felt like it had to be really grand. You know, there yeah. was something that, that yeah. the teacher at the front of the room, sort of a little bit of pressure around making sure that it was a good intention, making sure that I, that I was, you know, being the good yoga student, even though as no if one... The, as if the teacher could read your mind. Right. Yeah. And I was just going to yeah. say, not that, not that anyone had any idea what my intention was, but, but I felt like there was that they knew what a good intention was and I didn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about you? Do you, do you work with intentions? I don't generally, I, 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 no, I should go back for a second. I work with intentions in my own meditation practice, but I don't, I don't cue it at the beginning of my classes. Um, I have in the past and I think I, I think I sort of felt like I was embodying teacher who didn't necessarily know what she was talking about and saying like just you know using the the the, the you know soothing voice to say setting your intention I do prompt people to um bring their focus to their intention if they're working with one at that particular moment in their life um but I don't say you know set an intention for the class for example I definitely um agree with you and what you were mentioning a minute ago that, that struck me in that I do often will have I do often be sort of go with a theme, um, for my classes, um, and not necessarily specifically a theme, mostly not a, a theme specific to something physical, but more something 
like an intention. Um, perhaps that is drawn from the intention that I've been working with in my own practice, perhaps in a conversation with you or with someone else has kind of come up for me as, as you, as you say, it's not something I don't necessarily, it's not something that comes up as a, an idea, like the idea of what I'm going to make for dinner or an idea of what I feel like drawing, or it is something that comes out of this deep part of me that, you know, I think that's something we've been talking about and, and we'll continue to talk about in our, in our, throughout our project is we already have these answers and, and, and we sort of already know what we need. We just haven't been able to tap into it yet. And so the intention is really there to sort of move us to your, to your point, move us towards something in which we already know we're not creating something new. It just pushes us forward. And so manifesting that and repeating it and dedicating our practices to it, um, dedicating our, dedicating our meditations to it sort of, again, not to get woo we do or however you, <laughs> however you describe it, um, <laughs> you know, not to get too, um, you know, focused on the universe, but that really is what it is where we're sending out these messages to the universe by setting our intentions to say, this is how I want to proceed. This is how I wish to feel. This is what I want to accomplish. But again, not necessarily from a materialistic perspective, but from a, a deep understanding of what you already have inside you, but you haven't been able to quite focus on, focus isn't the right word, what you haven't been able to tap into yet. Or perhaps you haven't been able to tap into it recently because something traumatic has happened and so there's a blockage there. Or, um, yeah, I think there's a lot of different reasons why, it, you know, we, we set these intentions. And obviously, coming from our yoga practice, you know, moving through our asanas and moving through our breathing exercises and such helps to, you know, de-block, you know, and, and allow us to, to get to that, that place a little bit easier. Um, but to answer your question, no, I don't, I don't always prompt for an intention. But I love talking about it, I have to say. Yeah, and actually, as you were talking, I'm going to try something on for size and let you let me know if, if this lands. It's almost like an intention is a reminder of what's important to you right now. Mm -hmm. So that when you do encounter moments of struggle or... Um, distraction or anything that brings you away from what what you what's important to you that's kind of like the the thing that pulls you back in a little bit like kind of brings you back into that center sort of answering the question you know why am I doing this what is what is my purpose here on my mat what is my what am I trying to um express what am I trying to work through um what am I trying to make a decision on? And mm -hmm. it's kind of like a little bit of a signpost of saying, okay, is that connected with my intention? Mm -hmm. Does that decision align with what I really, what's really important to me right now or not? Mm -hmm. I think, I think in some ways too, I think there's a lot, you could, you could use a lot of synonyms that would be very, um, you know, that would really help describe um, intention in a number of different ways, not in exactly, um, but something even like, you know, we've talked about spirituality in our previous episodes. I mean, in, in many ways, you could sort of think about an intention as a prayer if you were going to go that route. Mm. Um, and in many ways, it, it can also be a goal, but it's something that, you know, is it's formed in the heart. And, it, you know, it reminded me of what we were talking about. I guess it was the interview that we that I did with you 
Um, and you mentioned how there are so many things that, that we want that come down from the heart that bubble up, you know, into, you know, into the mind and then the mind figures out 10,000 million reasons to block that, that, that those desires, Mm -hmm. um, for a plethora of different reasons, whether it be financial or, or otherwise. Um, and I think that was, you know, something that we had talked about when we were discussing your, you know, career changes and such. Um, and I think, yeah, I think it's interesting to, to remember that an intention is not something that necessarily comes from the mind, but something that comes from the heart. And you use your mind to sort of form words around it um, in order to sort of bring it to life. And maybe that's why it's a little bit tricky to vocalize and why teachers in a yoga class (laughs) don't don't explain to you what they mean when they say, let's come up with an intention because Mm -hmm. they would, they would take a whole hour just to. (laughs) Absolutely. Get people to feel into that. Mm -hmm. Um. Do you, do you, when you, when you create intentions, again, this sort of goes against what I was literally just saying, it just sort of comes up. But if you were going to form a, and set an intention um, for your own practice or for your practice that you, that you teach to others, do you tend to form intentions that are, for lack of a better, lack of a better description, sort of long and, 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 you know, full sentences or even like full paragraphs, are they something that's very specific and maybe a one, one, you know, one word or two words? Um, I, I, I ask this because I find sometimes when, um, I'm meditating or I'm, and I'm just sitting in contemplation and I'm, and I'm using my intention to keep myself concentrated, which is something perhaps we can talk about after, um, Sometimes I find that if my intention is too long in terms of it being like a full sentence or of something I have, you know, I don't know, but one that came up for me, and I think we've already discussed this um, throughout this difficult, you know, period of a global pandemic, I was feeling really deflated about obviously the situation. I think that goes without saying for many people. And I felt my sort of sparkle or my inner shine kind of starting to dim itself and for me my the the intention that came out of that and I actually think it might have come out as we were sort of discussing something along those lines is I will outshine this and what I liked about that intention is it's not specific enough to talk I mean this could be a lot of things Mm -hmm. Um, but what I really found helpful in it being only four words is that it was, I was really, I felt I was really able to express that, those four words internally in a, in a meditative way. I don't, I don't know if I'm really explaining that word very well. Like I would inhale, I would inhale in my, I will, and I would exhale and outshine this. And that, that kind of helps me get into a bit of rhythm. Totally. So kind of what a great going one. Going off of my, my main question to you, which was, well, how do you, how do you sort of approach it? Well, I want, um, I want that one. I'm going to take that one. <laughs> <laughs> Write that down. Uh, but I'm the, I'm the same in that it's, it's sometimes only even just one or two words. Um, and one recently I, I took a class online and the teacher, um, 
cued us to have an intention, you know, what do you want all in for the practice or or yeah, what what's your intention? And and it just kind of popped up out of nowhere, but and it's and it's a word that I wouldn't I very rarely use and I can't even think of the last time I used it, but it was remember grace. Like, what? But okay, you know, just kind of going with it and that was like that was really helpful for me in the context of my yoga mat because it was a, a bit of a challenging practice and and I could feel myself getting frustrated. Um, and that was a nice anchor to come back to because it's like, oh, I can just be soft here. Yes, it's hard. Yes, it's challenging. But if I'm remembering grace, it's like, that's that's okay. That's part of it. And, and I can let that be hard without trying to fight what's hard. Anyway, that's how, that's how I was interpreting it kind of as it was unfolding. So to answer your question for me, yeah, absolutely. I, I find the shorter, the better sometimes. Uh, having said that, I do find if I'm doing a journaling practice where I'm looking to get a little bit more introspective and kind of explore the root of maybe where an intention is coming from, um, then writing it out, you know, writing out several sentences or a few paragraphs is also helpful because sometimes if I am overthinking it, writing it all out, writing out all my thoughts, letting it be kind of stream of consciousness and messy, that out of that, out of that murkiness, I can usually see what it is that I need. Like that, what's important is kind of surfacing through all of that mess. It's just something that just occurred to me as you were describing um, the, you know, kind of, writing practices that, that you, that you do and, and writing intentions is that I think I'm somebody who needs to really have like an idea drilled into their head. And I'm making a funny like gesture right now, as you can't see me of like hitting my, you know, wrist or my hand on my forehead being like, hello, you need to, you know, you need to <laughs> go through a, a certain there, practice, yeah. you know, a million times before you get it. But I actually, with my intentions, and I just realized I do this without even ever consciously thinking about it. I, I, as many of you know, who have listened to our, our previous episodes, I, I do a lot of drawing and I do a lot of calligraphy and I write out my intentions nonstop. Mm. Like the same one? Just, yeah, because I've seen your drawing over and over and mm -hmm. over again, just on next line. And then I just keep in it for me. That must be a way that I manifest that intention. Um, when I'm not on my mat or, uh, you know, sitting in meditation, for example. Yeah, it's kind of like you're you're carving it into your psyche, like you know, mm -hmm. repeating the same path. Really ingrain it. Mm -hmm. And how often not, do you do you oh. change intentions frequently, or or for you is it? I was just going to ask you the same thing. <laughs> Get out of my brain. <laughs> um, I don't I don't change them that much actually. Um, I guess it de it depends on what you're definition would be um in terms of a lot or 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 a little um i think right now it hasn't changed very much because the world and life seems to be a, at a bit of a standstill so my two intentions that i've sort of been working with throughout this period as one i mentioned to you is i will outshine this and the other one again speaking to the fact that it's a little bit shorter and it helps to keep me concentrated is go inward and part of that again speaks exactly to what an intention is is knowing that the truth 
and the 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 desires that I have are already in my heart. I just haven't necessarily been able to tap into them yet. And part of that probably comes from the fact that outside feels a little bit scary. <laughs> <laughs> and so looking inward makes me feel calmer and centered and a bit more at peace than uh, I would feel on a, a sort of in a regular again, I'm doing air quotes, normal world. And I imagine that that comes from practice because I'm, I'm thinking about someone who, say, has, is new to this world and someone who, like me, may have rolled their eyes at the yoga teacher asking you to set an intention. <laughs> um, that maybe the looking in part, because that's so foreign for a mm-hmm. lot of people, that that's actually harder sometimes than looking out. And so being confronted with, hey, Mm -hmm. look inside, what's there? What do you need? You know, someone who who maybe isn't used to that might be like, whoa, I'm not looking inside anywhere. No, thank you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. I hadn't thought about that. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's also why why it maybe feels a little bit out of reach sometimes. Because maybe it's also if it comes back into that inner knowing, that tapping into that inner wisdom you uh, maybe know what you want, but you don't want to hear yourself say it too. Mm -hmm. Yes. I've had that happen where it's like, oh, I know if I ask myself what I need, I get an answer and I'm not going to want to have to do what's required. Absolutely. (laughs) To make that happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it probably happens a lot more than than we imagine. And to your point, I mean, we do practice this a lot. So for us, it feels a little bit second nature. Um, but I do, I do, I like having this discussion because I feel like it sort of destigmatizes this idea to your point when you know, when you're new to yoga and someone asks you to set an intention, not only is it confusing because you don't really understand what you're being asked. And also you do sense that, that, that immense amount of pressure that you need to somehow come up with something profound and life altering in a way. Um, even though the intention can be really small and and perhaps a little bit vague, I actually find from my own practice, and perhaps now that I'm saying this out loud, it's because I don't I don't make them very specific because I probably know exactly what I want and what I'm looking for. I'm not sure I'm ready to hear it yet, so that I make them vague <laughs> enough that I can sort of <laughs> dance around it. Kind of like having a horoscope, oh dear. like well. setting. <laughs> you like read into what you want to with it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but I wonder if that's a little bit of, of my stuff that, that comes up that I that I do make them vague um, for that particular reason. But yeah, I wouldn't say vague is a bad thing at all. I think I mm-hmm. think if anything, it gives you more flexibility and freedom to interpret how you apply that intention in different areas of your life. Because I think too, it's one thing to set an intention on your yoga mat. But if we're talking about real life um, and how how you actually incorporate or apply the intention in a moment of stress or in a moment of feeling disconnected or overwhelmed or yeah, just normal life stuff that comes up, having mm-hmm. having something broad enough that you don't have to say, well, I can't apply my attention to this because my intention was about grocery shopping, but this is an issue about banking and I can't <laughs> use the same one for both things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what, 
I have a question for you. What do you think the percentage, um, what do you think the failure rate is, is a better way of asking this, the failure rate of New Year's resolutions is? I think just I, thinking about the fact, we're talking about like synonyms between like intentions, resolutions, prayers, goals. Yeah. Um, in some ways, an intent, I mean, an intention really is just a resolution, but somehow we think that if we set out a resolution at New Year's that, you know, has a higher, higher success rate of coming true. Oh, totally. And I think there are, there are statistics that it's like most people abandon their resolutions. Like, you know, New Year's resolutions that are more goal oriented or externally driven. Um, you know, they, they kind of let them go within about three weeks of the new year. Um, so I don't think that New Year's resolutions have a particularly high success rate, but what I would say, and actually this is a practice that I've switched in the last three years, was I was never interested in resolutions. I always had a bit of an aversion to that for this, the reason that at the time I found goal setting to be limiting because I would set a goal and if I met the goal there was kind of that moment of, cool, I did my goal. And then I was like, well, now what, you know? Mm-hmm. And then if I didn't meet the goal that had this really specific nature, I felt a little bit like I failed. Um, but if you if you choose an intention, again, if it's open enough to some interpretation and, and you can apply it in different contexts, um, you can't really fail with that intention. It's kind of like a marker that that you use to, I guess, scale back scale up or scale down um, what you might be doing and maybe realign with what you want to be doing. I don't know if that made sense, but I'm, I'm, as we're talking, I'm I'm thinking too that let's say you did want to set a a new year's resolution or even a goal for that matter. You could have the, the specific target, you know, they talk about smart goals, like making goals, or mm-hmm. like whatever the S-M-A-R-T stands for. <laughs> Measurable, attainable, A little timely. bit more substance. Let's just yeah. call it that. Right. Yeah. Um, but if if even under that SMART goal, there's an intention, if you don't achieve the goal, I feel like you'd be less hard on yourself if at least you were sort of living out the the, the intention as you were trying it makes it makes mm-hmm. the achieving of the goal less important and more like okay yeah i do want to i do want to have things that i'm working towards but as i'm working towards them i still want to be intentional about what i'm doing i'm not just trying to achieve something for the sake of achieving it mm-hmm. you know these goals are helping me express what my intention is so it's kind of like you need the intention is that deeper layer mm-hmm. the goal is the more uh, i don't want to use the word superficial because i don't i don't want that to sound like it's not, it's not important, but it's sort of the exterior part of the, of the, of the intention. Exactly. Whereas the, the true, the true, the true basis of the intention is that it's an interior, um, desire coming from the heart. 100%. I don't know if that answered your question, but yeah, I mean, how it do did, you, absolutely. do you set resolutions or intentions at the beginning of the year? I don't, I don't set them at the beginning of the year. I probably once did. I know over the past couple of years, I would sort of make lists of things that I was looking to achieve. But again, as we were just discussing, this is so part of my everyday practice that I don't feel like December 31st or the beginning of January 
is any different than the middle of May or the middle of July for me. Totally. Which, I mean, maybe in some ways comes to the fact that I don't necessarily have, I mean, we've talked about this a lot and I don't want to go too far into like goal setting because that's not really what we're talking about specifically. But um, yeah, I guess I, I feel like intention setting and looking inward using my um one of my intentions for 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 the moment is yes just something that i i work on year round mm-hmm. so i don't feel that i need to do a reset at the beginning of each calendar year totally yeah. and i wonder too i mean for these being kind of living intentions that that sort of grow and change and and fall away that's also a pretty natural and I'm guessing intuitive process where something new will pop up that resonates more than what was previously there. Or, you know, you'll have like the intentions that you're working with right now. Um, who knows how long they'll last, but mm-hmm. you'll be able to let them go when they're, when they're no longer what needs to be kind of called in for yourself. Mm-hmm. I feel a little bit right now because of the uncertainty that's happening in the world and, and and probably to an extent the uncertainty I feel about what I want again not in a in a materialistic way but in a um in a way of you know what I'm what I'm what I who I want to become what I would like to um manifest in the world I think for for having a little bit of difficulty right now being able to pin that down I think my intentions to an extent have been almost working a little bit more like reminders Mm -hmm. than something that's looking towards the future and I don't know again if that comes from the sort of situation that we're all living in and this sort of time has even though time hasn't stopped and we're, we're we're trying to live as presently as possible but it's it to not skirt around it. It is difficult to project at this point, and so I think that I probably find a little bit of comfort in having intentions that are reminding me more about who I am, in order to get to a place where I can be setting intentions about what I then want to 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 do with that. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I wonder what might be helpful if we each describe our own process for coming up with intentions. So not maybe not on a um, in the context of a yoga mat or, or a teacher telling us to set our intentions, but for someone who wants to be a little bit more intentional, how they and how they go about their days, or wants to have that that reminder that they can return to in moments where they need it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what do, what's your how do how do they come up for you? What's your process? Well, I would definitely say that intentions don't come easily from a cluttered mind. Mm. Again, that's easier <laughs> that's easier said than done. But I would say to some and to, and for me, um, based on my own practice, I would say to somebody to really find stillness and calmness in order to tap in, even if it's just tapping in a teeny tiny, you know, little bit um, into how you are feeling. That's to me where the sort of seed 
is planted. Being somebody who who talks very openly about how I feel and things that I want and things that I don't want, for me, most of the time, intentions come up by me just speaking out loud. And I think that um, you and I have had a lot of conversations over the years where you almost just need a bit of a sounding board in order to get that gut check checked, um, even though you know deep down you know, your, um, your answer to the questions you have, you sort of just need to, to talk it out. I think oftentimes my intentions do come from that. Again, like they also come from writing um, and repeating and writing and repeating. But again, I, I guess my, to sort of in a nutshell, I would say that intention setting comes from the quietness of mind. So really, again, looking for that, looking for that time and space in order to just be with yourself, which again is a little bit scary. I understand that, but I think that is where sort of the seed for me is originally planted in in setting intentions. I do I do think I've probably to an extent set intentions based on certain situations I've lived through as well. Um, I think you can you can set intentions through maybe coming out of a difficult time or or maybe using intentions to help you get out of a difficult time. I've definitely done that before. Um, I, is that does that answer your question? I guess I have a couple of tactics. Yeah, no, I think that's them. great. And uh-huh. and mine are similar. You know, definitely having a, a quiet space to contemplate is important because, um, yeah, absolutely. If your mind is all over the place and you're thinking of all of the other things that you want to or need to be doing, then it's going to be quite challenging to come up with something that feels resonant like within you. And so for me, it's definitely carving out a dedicated time. It doesn't have to be a long time. I mean, it really, it can come up in, in a matter of minutes. We're not talking about sitting in meditation for, for hours on end and waiting for the gem to appear. Um, so yeah, I mean, I always, you know, like to, if I am feeling a little bit unsettled or I know that it's a practice that I need to reflect on or experience, you know, finding a nice quiet space without distractions, just taking a few slow, deep breaths. And I, and I do like to have a pen and paper handy and genuinely like ask myself, what do I need? You know, asking the question, oh, what do I need yeah, right now? Yeah, that's a really good way of, of asking it. What do I need Not versus, versus what do I want? Yeah. I was just going to say, you know, to sort of wrap, wrap things up, um, you know, what I love about our discussions and what I love about our life and balance retreats and our podcast and our really our whole approach to a balanced life is that we really see things in, in a, as much as we see some things sometimes in a who we do we kind of way, they, we also see things really practically. And so I just like to sort of remind people that you know, when we say to find a nice quiet space to sit and, and contemplate or, um, yeah, to find calm and stillness in your life or, you know, looking for that profoundness that comes with intention setting, that doesn't mean that we're, you know, you and I are sitting here in our, you know, in our yoga studios or in our, you know, living rooms, just sitting legs, you know, legs crossed in, in, in meditation for hours at a time or even on our mats. Totally. Um, you know, all day long, you know, working this out. This is for me, I mean, the, a big part about life and balance is to not let um, 
these so these practices just like your work or just like your uh um your family life or what have you to take over your whole being the whole idea is to balance it out with other practices with other activities with other um you know important things in your life so i think you and I have both been able to find sort of balance within our lives because we've added, you know, 10 minutes of meditation here, a 20 minute, you know, moving around on our mat that doesn't even necessarily have to resemble anything like a particular, you know, vinyasa series. It could be just simply lying on our mats and feeling a little bit more present. Um, it doesn't have to look like something really specific. Um, I know for me, I don't sit in, in, in a meditation for an hour every day and I don't practice yoga for, you know, even an hour every day. Sometimes if I just do even five minutes, that, that feels like enough. So the idea of it balancing out your life and being ever present, but not necessarily something you have to feel like you are doing all the time is something that we sort of hope that people can work towards. Absolutely. Um, I've had, we found I've had that it works for us. moments um, of that clarity and coming, coming into a feeling of intention um, or, you know, hearing, asking myself, what do I need and hearing a, a message uh, or an answer that, that I know I needed to hear and that I want to remember over a period of time, you know, just sitting in my car, like in a parking lot, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. being if, if I'm coming out of a shop or on my way I was, you know, on my way to an office, whatever that was. Um, yeah, it doesn't have to happen in a yoga studio or on your mat or, or in any fancy way. The whole purpose of why we do these things is to, is to live a more balanced and harmonious life. And so we're not, uh, if we start to try and renounce all of the things that, <laughs> that we do in our normal life or in pursuit of finding, finding balance, then we've kind of missed the point. then we have nothing to balance nothing to balance exactly (laughs) absolutely well listen everyone thanks for listening thanks nicole thank you and uh, we'll look forward to to chatting next time